Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea. And welcome back, everybody. Episode 2, Fire the Cannon here on NetSN, a Brookhill Guard podcast. Jeremy Hubbard with you here again, Sports Information Director at the Brookhill School. And I just got to tell you, first off, before we do anything else, thank you to all of you who listened last week. Uh, Brett Sweeney at NetSN and I were visiting all week about really setting records for a podcast on their, on their family network. So thank you to all of you who listened in. And I hope we can continue each week to uh, make this be something that is a part of your week and that our Brookhill families all love uh, and enjoy uh, listening to, getting to know our coaches, hearing about what our kids are doing. And so just thank you so much uh, for listening and tuning in. And even the constructive criticism. I know a few of you, I won't mention names, but they rhyme with Coach Anthony Springer uh, and it rhymes with uh, Doug Morris as well. But those two individuals specifically who came to me and said, Jeremy, listen. Podcast was great. We enjoy hearing what's going on with our kids and our families, but can you do something about the intro? And we did something with the intro. It's not three hours long anymore like it was last week, but make sure, uh, and, and if you have something you want us to do different, if you have something you want us to include, come to us or come, find me, talk to me, email me, call me, whatever it is. And uh, we want to make this thing uh, the best that we can for all of our Brick Hill uh, families uh, and our, our coaches and athletes. we got a packed show today. Uh, we're excited about what we have on. Uh, to lead it off today, we're going to visit with our head football coach, Scott Rowell, talking about the game on Friday and looking ahead to this week. Then we'll have Coach Josiah White of Cross Country on again today. Uh, coach Mika Hubbard will be on again to talk about volleyball. Uh, and then to wrap up the show today, last week I mentioned this. We really wanted to get uh, Todd Kofer on. Uh, Todd Kofer is our new Director of Athletic Performance. I got it right this time. He's a new Director of Athletic Performance. Uh, he is. Uh, he's been with us since the summer and if you have a high school athlete, hopefully you've seen the progress that they've made under Coach Kofer's guidance because he is doing some great things. He's going to talk a lot about that. And honestly, he's going to say a lot of things that uh, that you will understand and you can relate to. And you'll be like, yeah, that's perfect. And then some things, maybe you're smarter than me. I don't know. But there were a few things he said. I was like, Coach, I'm not sure what you mean, but I, I know that you do. And we're glad to have Coach Kofer here. And we're going to talk with him. Uh, at the end of the show today. So make sure to stick around for that. It is very interesting stuff. I want to make note just of a few things before we get going here. Of course, this Friday is the first uh, the home first home football game. Uh, the American State Bank Warrior Bowl is Life Oak Cliff will be coming to town to take on Brook Hill in a football game. We got the Warrior Run and the Warrior 5K on Saturday. You'll hear about that from Coach White. Uh, volleyball is back at home this week on Tuesday. Uh, their first home game with the J and, and uh, their first home, their first home game in quite a while. The JV will uh, start at five. The varsity will be afterwards somewhere around six o'clock. The theme for that is camo. The theme, by the way, Friday for the football game is red, white, and blue because it's the Warrior Bowl. Uh, a lot of other things going on this week. If you're if you're a middle school family, you know the middle school retreat is this week on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, pep rally, the first pep rally is Friday. Uh, I believe that starts at one o'clock. Uh, so just a ton of things going on. The first tailgate. We're excited about all the stuff going on. Uh, and if you need to know any of that stuff, make sure to check out our social media, uh, Brick Hill Guard on 
Twitter or X, whichever you refer to it as still, Brook Hill Guard Athletics on Facebook. And then, of course, uh, our, our emails from all of our coaches go out to our families. Uh, the new athletic site, you can get there by going to brookhill.org. Go to the Our School Athletic section, and it's athletic news and information. You can get all the information there. So let's kick things off. Let's get started today, and we're going to visit first with head football coach Scott Rao. Friday night, the guys went over to uh, Grapevine Faith to kick off the season. And uh, as coach is going to talk about, the beginning kind of put us in a bad spot. We were in a hole down 28-7 to at the half, fought back. Had a chance to tie it up. Coach is going to mention that, but down 28-21 in the third quarter. And really, you would if you were there, you were proud of our guys and the fight they had. It's easy sometimes in athletics at 28-7 to uh, to throw in the towel, I guess. But Coach Scott Ryle did a great job Friday getting those guys ready. And uh, let's listen in to uh, Coach Ryle and what he has to say about Friday night. All right, we're here again this week with uh, Coach Scott Ryle. And Coach, first off, uh, uh, maybe a disappointing result on Friday on the scoreboard, but I thought that overall Friday we had a lot of positives that came out of that game. And talk a little bit real quick about kind of kind of where we stand coming out of that and what you saw and what you liked from Friday night. You know, obviously you want to you want to finish a game with a with a victory, but uh, you know we kind of shot ourselves in the foot early. But I was really proud of how we responded. You know, with a big deficit, and I mean, really we were in the red zone getting ready to tie the game twenty eight all. Late in the game, and unfortunately, we had a we had a fumble there again, and we just got to clean up those mistakes. But um, we had a lot a lot of young guys in due to some injuries, some crazy things off the field. But uh, I'm, I'm excited about the the next game to come. You know, I think one of the thing, a couple things about Friday night that we were talking to Coach Co for a minute ago. The one thing that showed up is is that I felt like as the game wore on, we were definitely in better shape. You know, the other team had a lot of issue with cramping, and and you know, we may have had a couple of kids, but I thought that our kids looked like much further along than week one of the season. There's no doubt. You know, if you look uh, a year ago um, playing Faith at home, I think we lost the game because our kids were cramping. Um, and this year they were cramping, and I think we took advantage of it and then we closed the, closed the score that way. We went really fast, and we did a good job on offense, a tempo on the football, and that put us to a, a position where we needed to be. We just needed to limit the mistakes at the end. And, you know, I think we could have come out with a victory. But, you know, that's that's a learning process. You know, one – you know, one uh, disadvantage is that, um, having only seeing your students when they, some of your students are already students showing up so late in July. So, but I'm excited about how Coach Cofer's really turned the, the program around. Absolutely, uh, we found something a little bit in the second half. Braxton Red had a huge night, and I think in the first half it kind of started off. Maybe, you, maybe you didn't. If you watched the first half, you didn't think it was coming. But Braxton ends up with 38 carries, almost 150 yards, three catches. A couple of touchdowns on the ground. I thought Braxton had a great night. It's really credit to him, but also that offensive line, which is what we're talking about, is really young and had some young guys in there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Braxton is, is a workhorse, and we got <laughs> he doesn't need to carry the ball that much, but he did a, did a heck of a job. Um, you know, we had some really young some young guys that early on in the season we didn't think we were they were going to start, and and uh, due to some injuries, those guys stepped up and made some big holes. And you know, I think we're going to be really effective on the ground. You know, him and. A couple other backs going to do. I think I have a big year. Actually, you mentioned, uh, you know, that young offensive line. I know one freshman at times, and some other guys may be moving positions or seeing their first varsity action, even as only juniors or seniors. But uh, on the defensive side, you know, I know he, he missed a lot in the second half or missed a good part of the second half. But man, Marcelo Martinez, one of our new uh, defensive starters there at linebacker, had a huge night, nine or ten tackles in limited action. I thought he did a lot of things really well. 
Yeah, you know, he uh, he wasn't uh, available, I think, most of the second half due to injury, and I think he'll be he'll be ready in a week or so. But, uh, you know, he's been a, a great addition to our team, um, understands the game of football, comes with some experience, um, which you don't see actually have a lot of Latin American countries, and he's going to be a great addition in the next couple of years for our defense. Absolutely. Well, you, you don't lose, you learn. We'll learn from it, we'll move on. But let's talk about this coming week. Uh, Life Oak Cliff comes to town. It's the American State Bank Warrior Bowl. We talked a little bit about that last about that last week. So it brings a few distractions. Uh, but in terms of on the field, what are you kind of thinking for what that game may look like on Friday? Well, you know, just like last year, they, they want to put the ball in the air, and uh, um, they got some great athletes and, and some guys that have a lot of speed. And we're gonna have to do a good job on defense, not only in, in the coverage, but uh, some, apply some pressure on the on the quarterback. And I think our defense will. We'll do a good job on that, and you know, you know, offensively, they, they have a couple of wrinkles that we haven't seen before, and I'm looking forward to how we uh, respond to that. Uh, we mentioned the Warrior Bowl and and, and the the distraction that that brings, the pregame ceremony, the the first pep rally, and the excitement will be in the air Friday. Talk a little bit about how you manage that. How do you get those kids, especially our kids who've never been a part of that, to kind of like, okay, this is cool, we got to check it out, we're gonna we're gonna appreciate it, but we got to rein it in and be ready to go when the kickoff happens. Well, uh, luckily, you know, the pep rally and all, all the school activities usually end before, before 2.30. So, you know, we get some time to kind of decompress, meet a team, and kind of get our minds right. Obviously, getting on the field early to, to honor our veterans and first responders, and um, that's, a you know, a thing we'll manage. I think we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit as we go through the week. But I think our kids will be excited to be in front of our home crowd finally, um, especially our new students. They're excited to have a big crowd. We, I've told some of them they're not used to that. Um, so I know they're excited for the game. And as a lot of our families listen to this that aren't just at the high school, one of the things that happens this week for the first time that I know you love and you really are a big supporter of is the Guard Dog program. That'll kick off this weekend. Talk a little bit about Guard Dogs and kind of how that's evolved and, and what that looks like for our kids and for the, the, the lower school kids as well. Yeah, it's a great tradition. I was here before I was. Um, and my boys, when they, we uh, arrived at Brook Hill, were in second and I believe fourth grade. And and I know your son was as well. And, and they get a partner with the high school student, and they get to uh, they get a visit with them on, on a Wednesday. And it, it's kind of their, their biggest fan. And I, I love that we walk out with them on Friday. It's one of the great traditions at, at Brook Hill. And um, I know it continue on. It's kind of fun to see my son now having his little guy um, on Friday nights. It's, it's just a great thing that we do at Brook Hill. Yeah, it's exciting. And uh, that'll happen this week. And I know that if you're part of Guard Dogs, you'll find all about that. And and, uh, Coach, we're looking forward to a big crowd on Friday and, and getting things right on the scoreboard. So, Coach, we'll visit with you next week. All right. Thank you. And that was head football coach Scott Rout. Not only uh, the game last Friday, but looking ahead to this Friday. And I mentioned in the intro, uh, the American State Bank Warrior Bowl uh, is this coming Friday. Life Oak Cliff and Brook Hill. Uh, a lot of things going on there. Uh, if you are or someone in your family served as a member of the military or as a first responder and you would like them to be honored, uh, we will introduce all of those who are in attendance. They are allowed to come in and eat a meal before the game for free. Uh, Coach Dawkins and the athletic department takes care of all that. Uh, they will be introduced on the field before the game. And if you are a Brook Hill family, if you're a student, if you're a parent and that's someone related to you, you can walk them out on the field, have them recognized. Stand on the field during national anthem. It is a, if you have seen it before, you would agree with me. It is a great thing. If you haven't seen it before, um, it's something to see. So that is coming up on Friday. Obviously, that means that NetSN will be in the house also. Shout out to those guys, Keith Whitman, 
Vince Johnson will be in the booth calling the game on Friday night as we take on Life Oak Cliff. You'll be able to find that on the NetSN app or on the NetSN YouTube page. Check all those things out. Uh, and on Saturday morning, we'll have the Warrior 5K and the Warrior Run. The Warrior 5K is something that any runner can sign up and be a part of on Saturday morning. If, so if you're a running enthusiast and you want to go out and run a 5K on the campus of the Brook Hill School, I think that'd be a great idea. You should come do that. You can register on the links that are on our social media pages. And then the Warrior Run Cross Country Meet on Saturday as well. And we're going to visit now with Cross Country Coach Josiah White as he talks about not only this past weekend, but looking ahead to next week. All right, back again here with uh, cross-country coach Josiah White and Coach White and, and the team just had their first meet uh, just a couple days ago over at Tyler Legacy. Coach, first off, uh, hope you're having a great weekend. And tell us a little bit about that meet on Saturday. Yeah, um, really hot, first of all, but it's nice to get that first one under your belt. Uh, we were looking forward to some big things from our kids, and I thought they did really well. Our um, number one girl, she had a big PR, which is something that we thought definitely could happen. Um, and then one of our top guys, he had a really big PR as well. So always nice to get a PR right out of the gate in your first meet. Uh, we had three other returning runners from last year, and we had a couple of kids out, uh, SATs, another guy was sick. Um, but three other returning runners, and one of the things you look at, you know, where was I at this week last year? So week one of the cross-country competition season, all three of those runners are ahead of where they were with their times last year. So I was really pleased, really impressed with how our high school runners did. Yeah, you're talking about those two kids, Anastasia, your female runner, that had a PR, you said, and then Tucker Dietz with, the, uh, with his big PR. Talk a little bit about just kind of – the work those two have put in, that's pretty impressive for Anastasia and Tucker to, to have those big improvements. Yeah, um, I mean, Tucker's was just a monstrous PR, two minutes and 10 seconds, uh, which it doesn't happen really often, but he has really worked hard. He ran a half marathon this summer. That has a lot to do with it. So him preparing for that certainly got his, just his aerobic engine. We talk about aerobic engines a lot got uh, his aerobic engine built up really well. So he was been con he's been consistent all summer long. And same thing with Anastasia. Now, she didn't run a half marathon, but she's been working really hard uh, and really focused in and understands what our, our program is designed to do. You know, patient when she's supposed to be patient, but really gets after the hard days one of our philosophies is keep the easy days easy so we can go hard on the hard days. Yeah. And, and she's really bought into that, uh, which I appreciate. And it's, it's paying off. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So uh, last week, just the, the, I guess kind of getting your feet wet and getting everybody broken in, because what you don't want to do is have your first meet be the big one at home this weekend, which is the warrior run. Uh, <laughs> talk a little bit about the warrior run and how many people we got coming. There's going to be a lot of people on campus Saturday for that. I know you're excited about that going on Saturday. Yeah, it'll be a, a really cool thing. My first experience with it, so we're excited. Uh, at last chat, we got 12 teams coming to that, but registration, it doesn't end until the 30th. So um, I've had coaches emailing me the last couple of days saying, hey, there's still spots open. 
So we may end up having more. And then we've got a lot of just individuals that have, that have signed up as well. But before we start the cross country meet, we'll have a 5k. So kind of an interesting deal to have a 5k on a cross country course. Um, I, most 5Ks are going to be road races. So uh, if there's any people out there listening that really like trail running, you know, this this is one locally that's available for a 5K. So that'll be fun to have that. Uh, and then I know our, our middle schoolers, I can tell you, are definitely going to be excited about our cross-country meet because we're going to run earlier than what we did <laughs> Saturday. Uh, it felt like 102 when they had to go. So Right now, the weather's looking better. It's looking like it's not going to be as hot as it was on Saturday. Uh, so our, I know our middle schoolers are excited. Yeah, it's rare when we're happy about 94, 95, uh, but we are this week. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about the middle school group because I've gotten to see those guys practicing, obviously, before school. But, man, this past week, the first full week back in class, they're either coming and working out in the mornings or even during mm-hmm. their athletic period. Talk a little bit about the work those guys put in because they really, they've really worked hard. It's been fun to watch those guys work. Yeah, I'm super excited about them and really appreciate their their focus. You know, one of the things we talk about is building your attention span for hard work. And they've impressed me. As middle schoolers, I mean, that's a tall task. You're asking a lot for middle school to build your attention span for hard work. But they've really done well. And our I thought our middle school boys, they're super young. We've got five sixth graders on that team. And they just went out there and got after it, really performed well. Uh, I'm excited to see how they continue to progress throughout the season. If they stay together, that's a really strong nucleus. Um, And then our our middle school girls, they had the last race of the day. So, yeah, like I said, it felt like 102 when, you know, when the starting gun went off for them. So the heat definitely got to us in that race for sure, but we finished. And what I told you know all our parents was, hey, that we're going to count that as a victory today. Like everybody finished and pushed through. Sure. And I, I was really impressed with how everybody just persevered in some tough conditions. And we had a lot of sixth graders overall, not just our boys, but our girls and how they came out in their first cross country meet. And just said, okay, here I am and here I go and got after it. Uh, a lot of good things. Yeah, pretty impressive. So just to kind of recap, the Warrior 5K will take place on Saturday morning. Then we'll have the Warrior Run. Is there any way that that parents or maybe members of the Brookfield community, if they wanted to help out, or is there anything that maybe they could do to kind of be a part of Saturday if they wanted to come out and, and see what's going on? Yeah, obviously any running enthusiasts could definitely register for the Warrior 5K, come out and run for that. but not even having to run please come out and just enjoy you know watching our runners we're going to kick off uh, right around eight o'clock for our first race of the cross-country meet the 5k will start at 7 a.m um, if anybody was just wanting to come out and help we've got a few spots open for course marshals which really means you're just telling people hey go this way or go that way um, a few places where the two mile and the 5k courses converge. So got a few spots open for that. If anybody wanted to volunteer and help, but I think, you know, just coming out and, and watching and enjoying our kids and supporting them and cheering them on, especially if you come early, 
because when we we fire that first gun for the first race, we should still be in high 70s, low 80s. Man, I may come out just for the 70 degree weather. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, Coach, I appreciate it, and, and I know that uh, your kids had a great weekend. I know they'll have a great weekend this week, and we look forward to hearing from you again next week. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. And thanks to join us again this week, uh, talking about, about cross-country and the exciting stuff going on there. They have two kids at huge personal best. That's amazing. And uh, their work just continues, and they're going to keep going strong. You mentioned our Coach White last week mentioned training your body on weekly cycles and getting ready and preparing for district meets and state meets, and they've done a great job. Let's move along to volleyball because last week we talked to Coach Mika Hubbard about the success that they've had in her second year as the head coach and how well things are going for them, and they continue. They had a great week last week, going 10-0, and we're going to visit with her about that now. Uh, here is Coach Mika Hubbard. All right, we're here visiting with uh, volleyball coach Mika Hubbard once again. And, Coach, first off, what a great week for you guys. Uh, any week you can go 10-0 and overall. You won a game on Tuesday, 9-0 in a tournament. That's, that's got to be a pretty good week for you, I would think. Yeah, it, um, it was an exciting week, a fun week, and we definitely got better this week. So, good all around. There's a lot of things I want to talk to you about. First off, we'll talk about the tournament championship this past weekend. And, Gary, going 9-0, and that's uh, two, actually three really strong tournament performances for you guys so far. But this one kind of capped off that as you head into one more week of regular season play and then the district schedule. Talk a little bit about what that tournament looked like and what that means for you guys moving forward. Well, there's a lot of things going on in, into this last tournament, this last varsity tournament, the end of our tournament season. Um, you know, it's our last three-day tournament, and the girls are tired. And it was a long weekend. The two weekends before were long weekends. It was the first week of school. Um, we have a lot of cheerleaders who also just started cheering football this week, too. So, um that was a concern um, that we were trying to pay attention to. And then along with that, we also had an injury this week mm. and our, our numbers are already low. So that put a question mark on, you know, how this weekend was going to play out. But um, we had some girls step up um, and they really, they did their job and they didn't question anything. They did a great job and um, really performed. So you know that's a that's a high level of buy-in when you can get your kids to in the in the middle of all that adversity, still be able to focus long enough to get that done, and that says a lot about. We talked about this last week from year one to year two, kind of how that's changed for you, and that says a lot about that. Let's talk about some of those individuals because I, I noticed a couple things happen. Gracie Dawson was named to the all tournament team this week. Going back, she was named all tournament team in Central Heights, also, but also this past week she was named the Tyler Morning Telegraph. Volleyball Player of the Week, the first one of the year, which is a huge honor for considering how many schools are in East Texas. Talk a little bit about Gracie as one of those seniors and the leadership, but not only the, the, the leadership part, but how well she's performing on the court. Yeah, uh, Gracie is definitely one of those athletes that the team looks to. Um, they look to her on the court, off the court. You know, whether she wants them to or not, the girls are always watching her and they listen to what she says. She just has that presence. Um, when they're all together and she's really just the <laughs> epitome of what, you know, we want guard volleyball to stand for and that we look for and try to build in our players. She 
leads on and off the court. Um, she holds the players accountable. And then, you know, she puts that into action through her actions um, on and off the court. And she's really been one of the factors, the core factors in our success so far. Um, we really depend on her a lot. It's it's always fun. Around. as Yeah, it's, it's fun as a coach when your best, one of your best players, I don't want to say best, I hate to do that, when one yeah. of your one of your better players is also one of your better leaders, that's that that combination gives you a lot more chance to be successful. Uh, so the nine and zero in the tournament, you win last Tuesday at Alto. This week, you got one more week to prepare for the district schedule and the competition. Uh, you know, I don't know a ton about these two teams, but I know that that Westwood and Frankston you have this week in two matchups are both um, they're going to be competitive. You know, they're going to be teams that I've seen the records and that they've won some games. You never know who they're playing, but Talk a little bit about how you prepare one more week before you start district the following Tuesday. Well, um, you know, Coach Wilson and I were looking at our stats from, you know, Saturday, and we were talking about, you know, what are our goals going to be coming into this last week before uh, district. And we, back at our first tournament, our first week of play, are the team, the girls set goals um, for preseason and where we wanted to be you know, not really stat wise, but things that we wanted to do during games um, to meet before we started district. And at the close of Saturday, we're actually exceeding all of those goals um, at the moment. And this is like our, our errors versus earned points. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, our passing and serve receive, we're, we're right at our goal, if not above. So we really want to make sure that we capitalize on that and keep that going this week. Um, just to round out our preseason and get into district, uh, you know, Westwood was a good matchup for us last year. Mm -hmm. um, it was a tough game, and we did pull it out, and it was fun. I expect the same Tuesday, um, and then Saturday. You know, Frankston's kind of an unknown, um, but I do think that it will be competitive and really get us going to go into district. And most importantly, Coach, finally a chance for people to see you back in your home gym. You guys have been like the road warriors over the last few weeks. I know it. We're tired. <laughs> you know, you mentioned them being tired, and I, I do think that that's uh, – Coach Kofer's on this week's episode, and, and he and I were visiting about the female athletes, especially and how they've bought in and the coaches have bought in. And I think they've been able to manage that more, and I think you can speak on this, because of the work that they've put in away from the court. I mean, just the, the strength conditioning and the – all the extra stuff has really made a difference in how our kids all, all around have been able to perform. I agree. And I think that normally with this type of schedule and as much as our girls do just outside of volleyball, um, cause it's really not their main and true only focus right now that, you know, it'd be easy to not give their hundred percent effort, you know, it in times like this weekend or as school starts and everything's going on and they've really been able to recover quickly and have that stamina to finish through the end of everything that we were doing. Yep, it's exciting. And uh, Tuesday night, JV game at 5, I believe, Coach, is that correct? Yes, yes. And then the varsity game to follow. Uh, I was told uh, by people in the student council the theme will be camo for Tuesday night. Uh, okay. So make sure, make sure you, you come check out uh, the volleyball team, JV at 5, varsity to follow, hopefully somewhere around 6. Wear your camo and uh, – a quick plug for the NetSN guys. They're going to be there Tuesday night uh, broadcasting the game. So another chance, Coach, for our kids to be recognized on a, a broader scale than what just what we can offer. And uh, I know you're excited about that. And we will 
we will be there Tuesday and, and get you guys a win, hopefully. Sounds good. Perfect. See Appreciate you, it, Coach. Thank you. Thanks. And so you heard, you heard Coach Mika Hubbard there and the success that they're having and a great season so far, uh, just continuing to do great things. And I'm excited about them this week, Tuesday night at home, 5 o'clock. NetSN will be in the house streaming that volleyball game, so you can check out uh, Guard Volleyball on the NetSN app or on the NetSN YouTube page uh, on Tuesday night. Now, this is what I'm excited about. I love talking to our coaches, and, and you all know Coach Ryle and Coach White and, and, and uh, Mika Hubbard, but the new addition to the staff, one of the new additions, we've made a lot of great additions this year, and I hope we get a chance to visit with them all soon on this podcast, but a director of uh, athletic performance, Todd Kofer, came to us this uh, summer. The administration, uh, both in the athletic department and in the school, last year made a commitment that uh, we really wanted to hire a full-time strength conditioning coach to benefit our athletes. And it came along with um, changing the schedule around to have smaller class sizes for athletics and all all sorts of reasons why this was a huge move. And I think what made the move so successful was that we found the right person. And if you have been around Coach Todd Kofer or if your kids have told you about Coach Todd Kofer and what he's doing with the athletic uh, performance program, then you know we have the right guy. We're so excited. And I want you to have a chance to listen in uh, as I got a chance to visit with Coach Todd Kofer. All right, we're here with uh, Coach Todd Kofer. And, uh, Coach, before I get too far, it's kind of been the joke. None of us can ever remember your official title. It's, it doesn't do it justice to say strength conditioning coach, but <laughs> go, you you set the record straight, Coach. First off, right, how are you today? Second of all, give us that title. I am doing great today. We uh, are hanging out at the pool right now, so we're having a, we're having a great day today. Um, what a, the what a title, The official title is um, Director of Athletic Performance. That's not even that hard for us to, to forget. I don't know why we keep forgetting that, but we do. Uh, but anyway, man, that, that title says a whole lot. And, and, Coach, we want to have you on this week because every coach we've talked to so far and talking about their early season success and the things that have happened have been because of what you've implemented in the summer and the early fall. And I know that you've seen those kids and you've seen all of them Talk a little bit about what you've seen from those kids and the effort they put in and the work. We'll get into specifics later, but talk about what those kids have done so far this, this summer and fall. Yeah, honestly, this summer was incredible. After talking with some of you you coaches um, that have been around the game for a while and know the area and know your athletes well, um, there was a very good turnout. Um, and the athletes were, re were really um, ready to work honestly all of them all of them it seemed like from very early on seemed to buy in so and that's huge if we can get everybody to buy in that's what's going to create success down the line so and I felt that way from the very beginning and it's no different now we kind of continued that trend through the entire summer and actually kept the numbers really high even through July and now starting the school year it's it's starting to get really exciting you know, one of the things that you and I talked about early in the summer was the fact that, especially on the girls' athletic side, we've had a hard time keeping those numbers in July. And there was, it seemed like every week you would say to me, Coach, like, when are, when are we going to lose enough? When are we going to lose the numbers? Because we never did. And they I just know, kept showing exactly. up and working. Yeah, which was incredible. I, it's, I, that's what I really want to try to get out there, too, is, you know, it's, this isn't just something for guys. The girls need to be just as bought in as, as the guys' athletics are as well. And, you know, there are certain teams that, that really buy in. And, I mean, the, the success shows. I mean, it really does. One of the things that, that I'm going to visit with Coach Ryle about, about the football game Friday, and, and was the difference in late in the game, especially 
our stamina versus the other team's stamina, our injuries being much less than other injuries. And I think that's just a huge credit to that work all summer long and all fall. Um, so re- before we go too much further, Coach, let you know this is obviously for our Brook Hill families. And you've met a lot of them, I know. But kind of give a little background about your your history and where you're coming from so people get to know you a little bit better. Awesome. So, yeah, growing up, I was I was a three-sport athlete. So I, I live and breathe athletics. I absolutely love it. Um, played football, basketball, and baseball all the way up. And even did a little bit of track in middle school, but then got out of that and started moving more towards the baseball side of things because we were only allowed to play one sport at a time, unlike yeah. people are allowed to now play multiple sports. <laughs> Um, so that was kind of my background and there's, you know, I grew up in a small town, so there's absolutely nothing else to do besides sports. So that was, that was kind of my life from, I think from first grade on. So was, was really involved with sports. And then, you know, initially I thought I wanted to get into like construction management uh, in college. And then I sat for, and I sat through my first math class and quickly realized that was not for me. <laughs> Never mind. Huh? I got you. I hear you on that one. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to have to take a whole lot of these courses. I don't think I can do this. So then that's when I, that's when I realized I really needed to pursue something that I was really passionate about. And I was all, I've always been into weightlifting. So I thought, you know what? I need to get into the strength conditioning side of things. So, so that was the route that I ended up taking. And here we are. Now I'm going into my 13th year as a strength coach. Um, from 2010, 2011, I was at the Air Force Academy working with the cadets there and a variety of different sports, including football and basketball and hockey and, and girls sports as well. I worked with some of the volleyball teams, some of the cheer squad. Um, and then from 2011 to 2018, I was the owner, um, of a gym. It was like a, it was a strength studio is what it was. And the main focus there was on resistance training and increased performance, and now for the last six years, I've actually been at the high school level, which is actually, I truly feel like it's, it's my calling to be at the high school level because they're so, they're so moldable and they're so, they make such an impressive progress. I love to see the light bulb click on for a lot of these athletes, especially because they'll see that translate and correlate into the sport that they're playing a lot more rapid than somebody that's been doing it for, for years on end. So mm-hmm. really excited um, to be be in this position that I'm in currently. Yeah, and, and I'm excited too, Coach, about the fact that I know since school has started, I mean, in the summer, the middle school kids came to workouts, and that's one thing, but I, I know even our football team and volleyball teams, while they're in season, have been lifting a couple of days a week also uh, during the season, which is huge. That, that's something that hasn't happened a lot or if ever, and uh, just the development they get to start working on it, and maybe not even, I, I know it's probably a little toned down, but just to learn how to lift is huge, and that way when they're freshmen and they're in their full bore, it looks a little different for them. You just nailed it on the head. Actually, I, I spoke on that very thing to, to both teams, the volleyball, the middle school volleyball girls and the and the middle school football boys saying, look, you could potentially have me for seven years. I mean, starting in sixth grade all the way through, you will be leaps and bounds ahead of your competition if you can buy into the weight room now. So, No, that, that's exciting. So uh, as, as, our, as our families know, we've changed the schedule around. Used to, we, you know, we had one athletic period, and there's 150 kids in there, and it's almost impossible to really have good work in that environment. But with you coming on board and being available all day, we've had smaller classes. I think you're somewhere probably from 15 to 25 or 30 in some of the bigger classes maybe, maybe even a few more. But talk a little bit about what those classes look like with the specialization for each kid in there. 
Yeah, yeah. So this year um, we're utilizing an app, and I've used it in the past as well. It's called Team Builder, um, and it's a web-based or it's an app-based program that allows all my athletes to have access to their sport-specific training. Um, I've created individual programs for each sport. Um, we have 18 rack-mounted iPads, which fingers crossed that our screen protectors will be in this week, so we can get those <laughs> screen protectors on so the so the athletes can start accessing those those workouts from their iPads. Um, and each iPad is uh, is capable of pulling up four different athletes at the same time, so they can all have different workouts. Um, in theory, they could all have different workouts and four users per iPad, so we can have um, a significant amount of volume in the weight room if you really wanted to. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's a great tool for me to utilize because it allows me to look at the data and the trends throughout the year. We know that with training, um, there will be dips and peaks in performance in a mesocycle, but ultimately perfecting the peak is, is what the goal is. The data allows me to see when those trends are and informs me, okay, now I need to make an adjustment. Overall, the goal is to see sustained progress throughout the calendar year. It's also fun because the app can show leaderboards, which makes it kind of competitive. Um, who's who's been lifting the most weight? Who's been running the fastest forty or pro agility? And who's got the best vertical? It can kind of cycle through and create a little bit of competition through through the team environment as well. Yeah, that man, that's amazing. I can't. I, I'm with you. I can't wait to get it all fully running. I know you've been kind of improvising when we're waiting on that to happen. Um, one, a couple of things that I, that people always ask, and not that I've heard it this year, but Two things that I think we do that is that is unique or, or questions come up is one is game day lifting. Uh, talk a little bit about how important that is. And I know that that's something that other people may not think is like, man, why are you lifting on game day? But that's really <laughs> that's really a trend that's kind of picked up lately. And I think it's really important. I think you can speak on that a little better than I can. It is. It's it's there's just so much literature around game day lifting that supports it. And it shows that it, I mean, Number one, it heightens your central nervous system. Number two, it's going to create that stimulus to prevent injuries. And number three, it kind of goes back to number one, it just makes you game day ready. So that's it's not something that's supposed to absolutely tax your body, but it's supposed to get all the muscles firing that we need firing so that you can perform at a higher level. Um, and I think it's great that the coaches are buying into that because – it will. It really will pay off. I mean, all the great athletes in the past, you know, the Michael Jordans, those guys, they did it, and that was way before, you know. Yeah. That's that's way before people's time. Most of them, you know, that's that's like strength and conditioning wasn't that big of a deal back then, but he was doing it on game day, and and most a lot of the teams now have have carried over and, and adopted some sort of philosophy along that line. Well, and and if you go to any college event or a pro event, a lot of times you'll see those coaches and those athletes actually on the field with weights or on the court with yeah. weights or, or whatever it is, because it's just, it, you mentioned it, it kind of, it just gets your, your body going mentally and physically. I think it's important, but that's definitely something that, that people aren't used to. Um, and then as a, as a coach of a female sport myself, I think that one of the fears that our female athletes or maybe their parents have is that Man, if I'm lifting this much, I'm just going to get jacked, and that's really. <laughs> and, and coach, I mean, you, that's not the point. That's not why we're doing that. I think you can Correct. speak on that as well. Correct. Yeah. You know what? The, and it kind of goes into my philosophy, which I can go over here in a minute. But it's the biggest thing I'm trying to do is prevent injury. Right. And that that's really what it comes down to. And we know girls have a hot, much higher rate of ACL ruptures than men do. That's just the genetic traits of girls. So my job is to try to prevent those type of injuries from happening. And 
quite frankly, the best way, the best modality to do that is strength and conditioning, like by, by far, nothing else even comes close to what it can do for, for number one, developing an athlete, number two, keeping them injury free. And you know what, when you're a better athlete, you're going to feel better. You're going to perform better. Everything works better in my opinion. Um, and, and girls, you know what, without the hormones present that guys have, it's not going to, they're just not going to get that tip, that, that type of anabolic response that guys do. So you're not going to get absolutely jacked out of your mind because that just, that just can't happen. Yeah. It's impossible for that sophomore girl to look like a left tackle in the NFL. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Coach, you mentioned your philosophy. Talk a little bit about what that is and what that looks like. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my philosophy is to educate the student athlete on the principles that are founded in research um, to provide a systematic approach to help us achieve the goals of the program. The first goal is a reduction in injury. This will happen when technique is perfected, when jumping and landing mechanics are perfected, and learning how to decelerate, accelerate, and change direction all all while maintaining correct body position. Secondly, build a stronger, faster, and more explosive athlete in all planes of motion. This is where a proper linear or undulating periodization model comes into play. I want all my athletes to be strong in all positions that they might find themselves in. Thirdly, keep it simple initially, especially with high school athletes, because the training age of a high school athlete is almost zero. I mean, most of them don't have a lot of training years or experience underneath their belt. So overcomplicating microcycles will serve no purpose. Um, the bulk of my um, lifting is ground-based compound movements, and those are the main those are the main focus of the workout. And then the auxiliary movements that's where we're mo- moving more into the sport specific movements, um, which you can dive into like sports analysis and to see actual what the movement patterns are for each sport. And I try to do that to to try to make them put them in positions to where they might be vulnerable for an injury, and then make them strong out of that position. And then lastly, I'm a huge believer in developing the posterior chain. So if we can have a strong posterior chain, I think we avoid all kinds of injuries by doing that. Man, I love it. And I know our parents love it. Our parents of athletes who've been there and, and are, man, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's so funny because I watch our kids Friday night, especially, and I've watched the girls now a couple of times, and just the way they are moving and the way that they, that confidence you're talking about, and really the lack of injuries that we've really, I mean, I hate to say that, knock on wood or whatever, but. It's really kind of shown up a little bit, and uh, to hear you say that is great. And and I think to kind of put it in, I guess terms people would understand if they watched the, the the documentary quarterback on Netflix this summer that came out. I don't know if you saw that or coach yep. or not, but but Bobby Stroop was doing that with Patrick Mahomes. He was right. putting his putting his legs in awkward situations, saying like you know if you if you can train your body to be in those situations and not get injured you got a better chance of surviving that, and especially when you have so many knee and, and leg injuries now. That's huge. Totally agree. Yep. I, I was so, I'm so glad that a lot of these, these documentaries are coming out because, wow, a lot of them really dive in to even this side of things, the strength conditioning aspects, because a lot of these are sports documentaries, and it just shows you how heavily involved the strength conditioning coach is with all the sports. Man, it is important. Coach, we are glad to have you at Brook Hill. I know you're excited to be at Brook Hill. And Super two, excited. Yeah, your two little ones are at Brook Hill, and they love it, and, and your wife. And and uh, I know that you'd be happy to talk to any parent that ever want to visit with you about things. And, Absolutely. Uh, and uh, we're, we're just super pumped. Coach, thanks for coming on with us. I know we'll talk to you again. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day at the pool, by the way. Yes, thank you so much, Coach. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Coach. A lot of good stuff there with Coach Todd Kofer and what he's doing in the uh, athletic performance world. And 
if you have been around Brook Hill for a while, you have seen a difference in our athletes in the way that they have competed and performed so far. And it's a lot of credit to Coach Kofer and his program, as you heard him talk about there. That's That will just about do it for this week. It has been a slam-packed episode, a lot of things going on at Brook Hill this week. You've heard a lot about them. Just remind you that Tuesday night at home, volleyball, 5 o'clock. That's on NetSN on the YouTube page and in the app. We do want to thank the NetSN family, Brett Swinney and uh, Corey Marshall. And uh, gosh, there's so many of those guys uh, that, that I hate to, to mention to leave them all out. But the work they're doing to help us promote uh, Brook Hill Athletics here on Fire the Cannon and what they've done for us, uh, streaming athletic events, whether it's football, volleyball, basketball, baseball, softball. Uh, we are just so pumped about the relationship with them. Download the NetSN app. All kinds of things. Uh, scores, rankings, pick them contests. All kinds of things you can get into there on the NetSN app. And I would encourage you to download that app today. And, uh, man, what a great week it's going to be at Brook Hill. We are excited uh, about what's coming this week. And we are so excited you're listening to us here on Fire the Cannon. And I personally appreciate each of you and look forward to hearing from you next week. Have you sustained a bone joint work or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea.